Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 1, we are reading from verse 1 all the way through to verse 10. Jeremiah chapter 1, from verse 1 through to 10. The Bible says, And the words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah. And in the 13th year of his reign, it came also in the days of Joachim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the 11th year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. Then the, Lord, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then I, then said I, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. But Jesus said, sorry, but the Lord said to me, do not say that I am a youth for you shall go to all to whom I will send you. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down. To build and to plant. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Uh, can we read verse 10 together? Ready, go. Hallelujah. Now, this is a story that I'm sure we all know uh, about a young man called Jeremiah. He was a very young man. The Bible commentators say he was around 17 or even younger. And the word of the Lord came to him and said to him that, listen, before you were formed in your mother's room, I knew you. And before you came out, I ordained you a prophet that you should go and speak my word to the people. You should go and impact the lives of my people. And the man, the little young man, just saw how inadequate he was. And he said, I am but a youth. I cannot speak. I don't have the requisite words. I don't have the uh, requisite uh, information and experience to be able to do that great job that you have called me to do. And the Lord said, that, do not say that you are a youth. And he said, I have put my words in your mouth. And I want you to go and over the nations. For I have set you to be a one, one who will root out, pull down, destroy, throw down, and build and plant for me. Hallelujah. Today, this morning, I want us to look at a subject I entitled, Living a Life of Impact. Living a Life of impact. Somebody says that my life will impact others. Or oh, say it like you mean it, I would impact my world. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, 
um, I was thinking about life in general because on Wednesday I lost once again one of my classmates and as I was pondering over it I just realized that life is very short and the total summation of life is not how much money we made it's not how many cars we bought it is not how many houses we bought but our lives is the summary of our lives is the impact that our lives made to the generation the world that we live in hallelujah am i talking to somebody it is not about how long you stay on earth because there are some people who stay on earth for for 90 years 100 years and they don't make any impact some also stay in the world for a very short time but in that short time they make so much impact are, are you with me? Uh, sometimes, you see, we look at, uh, especially African leaders. We have seen a lot of African leaders come and go. But only few, if you're talking about African leaders, only few are noteworthy. Only few have lived to make an impact in the generation that they have gone through. You can list Mandela, you can list maybe uh, Kwame Nkrumah, you can add... Uh, uh, a, a few a few others but the rest you cannot that you can't write home about why because their lives were of greed their lives were of amassing wealth their life was, uh, was being selfish and taking from people or taking from the nation rather than giving to the nation Preach. hallelujah yeah. and so david though they had some and see on average african leaders stay on the throne for more years than anywhere in the continent you can talk of you can talk of the names. Uh, 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 what's the guy? No, Sesiseko. Mobutu Sesiseko was a He was on the throne for how many years? About thirty something years. Ofue Boanye of of Ivory Coast was on the throne for about thirty something years. You have um, uh, Mugabe who was on the throne for. As long as the country has existed. <laughs> are, are you with me? And all these people have come long service, long standing service, and yet no impact. In, in fact, the country has got poorer yeah. the longer they have stayed, they have stayed on. Uh, this guy was kicked out of uh, the guy in uh, is this Olabe? Gambia. He was kicked out recently. What's he called? Yaya Jame, and we, 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 he was richer than the country he ruled. How possible? And meanwhile, he was uneducated when he came. Very poor. How can you be richer than the country you are ruling? But they pay you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I'm trying because I'm, I'm using them because you can see them. They are so easy to see. But I want, it, I want us to transpose that to our own lives. That our lives should not go the way of these African leaders who have lived selfishly and generated poverty for their country and the nation and wealth for themselves, and yet they impacted no one. Even their children are ashamed to be associated with them. I know, I know some great African leaders who have come and gone. Their children have changed their names and their identities. Because they did not impact their generation. In fact, their generation got poorer because of them. They are 
There are some who are forcing to have the name because the name means something. The name opens doors. The name gives you a certain uh, lift because they made impacts. Are you with me? The, the foremost thing that any uh, American uh, president comes to power thinks of is their legacy. Most of the time, let me put a caveat. They think of their legacy because their legacy is everything. When I say legacy, do you understand what legacy means? Legacy means that how they will be remembered. It means more to them than the money they will make. But when you go to another part of the world, what the money they will make means more to them than any legacy you are talking about. Hallelujah. They don't care. You can call them thieves or anything. So long as they can steal as much. Look at uh, the Nigerian Abacha who died. The amount of money under his bed. The other guy, the, the other guy was overthrown recently. What's it called? Omar Bashir. The amount of money they took from his house was more than the country needed. The country is in poverty. And the, the money in the one man's house, and it's like one of his houses, not just his house, one of his houses was more than the country needed. <laughs> Had more money than the central bank. How, are you with me? But made no impact. Listen, our lives is not about how much money you can have in the bank. It doesn't mean anything. It's not about how many cars you can buy. It doesn't mean anything. It's not about the buying a nicer house. It doesn't mean anything. Your life is known and is, is, is accounted for by how much impact you make. Are you, are you, you get what I'm saying? What impact are you making? Would people be sad when you disappear or they'll forget about you? Or, be relieved. or will people be happy that you are dead? You are died. See, it's time for us to take a, a, a retrospective view of life and see that, listen, life is not about the abundance of what we have. It's not about the abundance of our possessions, but it's about the impact we make. And you see, everybody you come into contact with, you have an opportunity to make impact on them. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You see, if we say we are Christians, if we say we are Christians, it means we are followers of Christ. And if Christ, with three years, made such an impact on the earth that after 2,000 years, we even used the, the, our time by him, we use uh, our years, countries have uh, whatever code and everything after his word. Our holidays are after him. It means that for three years he could do such a great impact on the earth. Then if you are a follower, you must also make that impact. Amen. You see, as Christians, God has made us to be impactors. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. He said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let him have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image, and he created him, male and female, he created them. Quickly. 
Then he blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. The word subdue means make impact upon the earth. Do you understand? Make impact upon the earth, which means that have a certain, your fingerprint must be upon the earth. Everything is under your control. Are you with me? Control it and, and make a positive, as God makes a positive control in heaven, you must make a positive control over your world. Amen. Sometimes when we read this scripture, we think about a collective earth. And we think about it being possessed and have. But it is not a collective world. It's an individual world. So you have been created to have dominion over your world. Your world is different from mine. My world is different from yours. His world is different from hers. Amen. But whichever world you exist in, your sphere of world, you must have dominion, which means that you must have control, total control, which means that you must make impact in your world. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you made impact on your world? What did they say? Hello? What are they saying? Okay, we say Thomas Edison made impact in his world by creating the electricity. Okay? He, do you know it takes selflessness to create something like that? If you are selfish, you will never create anything. Because the amount of trials the amount of sleepless nights, the amount of study, the amount of experiment you have to make to even create a little um, spark, spark is, is not easy. How many understand what I'm trying to say? So it takes a certain, a certain selflessness to create something like that. Listen, the world hasn't seen all the creation or the creativity that it will, it will see. Recently, we were using uh, videos, isn't it? V- v- VCS, VHS. Recently, then somebody brought DVD in our time. Now, DVD is obsolete. Cassette is not used. You know, I, I was in South Africa recently, and then I realized that it's only in, the, in South Africa that videos and CDs and DVDs are still being used. People are still buying videos. People are still buying you know, CDs, somebody was trying, somebody sold me a lot of CDs, and I brought the CDs to, to uh, brought them here, and I'm trying to get them to even play the CDs. There's nothing to play the CDs on. The CDs are all under, in my drawer. We didn't just fly within one continent to the other. It's obsolete. Somebody say, we have to find a way to convert everything, to put it on the system, to put it in the air. Convert the, these bulky CDs in the air so that anytime you want to pluck it from the air and show it. There is more creativity. Are you with me? There is more creativity. There is more things we can do to impact our generation. We can impact our generation with peace. 
We can impact our generation with the word of God. We can impact our generation with a lot of things. We should not be passengers in our world. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It, it's, it's time for us to stop being passengers. When I say a passenger in the world, your world, what do I mean by that? I mean you should not be somebody who was born on the 15th of September, lived for 40 or 60 or 80 years and died. And that is it. I was just saying something. Uh, if you look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse uh, 15, it says, let us walk see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise people. Are you with me? Redeeming the times, for the days are evil. You have to redeem the time. The word to redeem means make full usage of the time. If you go, you have a coupon or you have a, a voucher and you go to the shop with that voucher. Let's say you have a, a John Lewis voucher of 50 pounds and you go to John Lewis with that voucher. You can redeem that voucher by getting something to the tune of 50 pounds and you put 50 pounds, the, the voucher on the left, they give you the goods on the right, you exchange and you are gone. That is how you have made total use of that voucher. Amen. So in this scripture, Paul is telling us that we need to make total use of the time that we have on this earth. Which means that by the time we are dying and leaving this earth, people should know that we once upon a time we lived. We used our time wisely. Yaya Game didn't use his opportunity as a president wisely. I can say confidently. You know, there were a lot of presidents and prime ministers that left and ruled South Africa before um, Mandela and after Mandela. And none of them are as recognized and as talked about as Mandela. Meanwhile, Mandela only ruled for how many years? One term, four years. He made such an impact in four years that the people before him and the people after him have not been able to make. We don't talk about the people that have come after him. About three, four, four of four people have come after him. In fact, five. Five have come after him. Because one came only for six months before there was a... So five have come after him. And there were many more before him. But none of them is written about. There are so many Mandela Boulevards, Mandela Roads, Mandela Mall, Mandela High Street, all over the world. Everywhere you pass, everywhere you pass, there's Mandela something. Every country in the world, there's Mandela something. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many are with me? But, but, but how many Pigbotes Boulevards do we have? How many, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, uh, 
Tabo Mbeki. Even Tabo Mbeki has a little name. But the one after, before, what's, what's his real name? Jacob Zuma. All he did was to marry women. And buy, he used the country's money to build a big house that you can never, even when he stays in one place, he will never know all the rooms he has in his house. Because it's a little, it's a, it's a village. The one house is a village. How selfish can you be as one person? But that's the life we live. We are so selfish, we can't see past our nose. It's all about me, 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 myself, me, myself. You are not impacting anybody. A Christian's life is a life of impact. Anybody that Jesus came into contact with, their lives were never the same again. When you come into contact with anybody, you must make sure that the person's life is transformed because you came. Don't live a life that is your passenger, you just pass. Hallelujah. How can we live a life of impact? How? How many are convinced that you must live a life of impact? Because I have a lot of uh, scriptures and a lot of words, but I'm looking at my time. What does it mean to live a life of impact? Number one, your life has to have meaning to your generation. Amen. Is that a good, a good thing? Mandela's life has had impact and meaning to our generation. You exist to add value to other people. Tell your neighbor, I exist to add value to your life. It is a add value to your life, but to other people's life. Other people's uh, life must be brighter, better, and happier because you are there. Amen. God created us to reach and radically impact eternity for him. Amen. There's a guy called John C. Maxwell. He says, adding value to others makes them, makes them value you more. John C. Maxwell says that adding value to others makes them value you more. Amen. Are you valuable? When you die, do, will people miss you? In fact, no, don't even talk about that. When you travel for a long time, would we miss you? Or we forget, easily forget that you, you once upon a time, you, you passed through this place. Number five. Sorry? Number one says, life has meaning Living a life of impact means your life has meaning to a lot of people. Number two, you exist to add value to others. Number three, God created us to reach a radically impact eternity for him. Number four, God created us to reach and radically impact eternity for him. Are we all right? Am I going too fast? Because I'm looking at the clock. Number, what number are we on? Number four, Jesus is our example. Matthew 8, 27, the Bible says, I saw the, so the men marveled, saying, who 
who is this, who can this be? That even the winds and the sea obey him. They marveled at him. Because he had an impact even the, on the elements. Number five. Living a life of impact has little to do with age or experience. You don't have to be old to impact your world. That's what the, 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 the God was telling Jeremiah. That you should not say that you are a youngster. Even a young person at the age of 17 can impact the world. Can root out. Can pluck. Can build. Can establish. Hallelujah. Number six. It does not take forever to impact others. Listen, every opportunity you have, even if it's for five minutes, make sure that you impact somebody. Number seven. Your legacy must not be more important. Sorry, your legacy must be more important to you now than temporary gains. I, I always say, try and write your own obituary. Can I give you a homework? Hello? Can I give you a homework? Oh, you don't want this homework. When you go home, when you go home, write your obituary. Yeah. Write your obituary. How many will do that homework? When you go home, truthfully write your own obituary. And see whether you have impacted your world or not. And if you write your obituary and you see that it's not a, it doesn't go past adding value to others, then there is something wrong with what the life you've led up to this point. So you need to change some things. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? You see, when you see, you read, I, I like reading obituaries very, and biographies very much because it, tell, it teaches me something. When you see somebody whose biography is made up of all the achievement, the schools they went to, the grades they had, the jobs they did, and all that, it means they didn't uh, impact men. They didn't impact anybody. Had five children, <laughs> had three wives, five children. He, he survived by three, three sons or five children and 15 great-grandchildren. Who cares about that? What did your life mean to us? What did you leave us? How poor is the world today because you are no more? That is more important than how many, how many know, know how many children uh, Charles Wesley had? How many know in this room? But who has heard of Charles Wesley? Give me a wave. See, everybody has heard of Charles Wesley, but none of us care about how many children he had. In fact, Charles Wesley, according to history, had one of the worst marriages on earth. He married a very cantankerous wife who was always fighting him. 
every woman that Charles Wesley talked to, John Wesley talked to the, the, the wife, Molly. The wife, Molly, was said, I suspect you are having an affair. Yeah, Molly, Molly Wesley. Any woman, and you know when he started a church, it's all women at the beginning. Any woman that John Wesley went to talk to about Christ and everything, Molly had a problem with. To the time that he decided to leave, he left Molly in a place and went somewhere to go and do ministry. See, all those parts of his life, we are not interested. Are you with me? But we are interested in the impact he has made on his generation. Because Molly was selfish thinking about having his John. <laughs> having her John by her, uh, her side. Keeping her, John safe. Keeping her John safe. And John wanted to go all the world to preach the gospel. Yeah. Hallelujah. But so you see, your issues of life is not a good e- a reason not to impact your world. To, to, to say that I have a problem with my wife, I have financial problem, I have no, no, it should not be a reason why you don't impact your generation. It should never be. Hallelujah. You should impact your generation nevertheless. Amen. Write your obituary. When you go home, write your obituary. You see, we, especially, and, and it's, it goes for mo- most of black people and most of African people, we are afraid of death. But you, when you confront death, you'll be a wise person. You'll live well. Hallelujah. You'll live well. You see, most of us don't write wills. And the reason is that, it's like we are thinking about your writing of will means you are hastening your death. It doesn't mean that. It means you are preparing for your legacy. When I go, this is what I have achieved in life. This must go to this person. That must go to that person. That must go to that person. Some of us, the day we die, it's a debt that you have brought to people. The bill will be shared. Because it's like we have to. You know, my friend just died. Maybe that's why I'm thinking so much about death. My friend just died. Just this morning, I was reading that they are asking us to put special offering together to bury my friend. You have lived past 50 years and you have died. And now your schoolmates must contribute to pay for your funeral. That's a mistake. Hallelujah. It means that he did not prepare for his death. I said, when you go home, write what? I I didn't hear you. I said, when you go home, write what? How many will do it? It's it's a homework. Only one person. No, no, give me a wave. Give me a wave. You'll do it. We'll be truthful. Are you going to do it? We are not interested in the school you went to. We are not interested in how many houses you have. 
We are not interested in how many cars you have or whatever. We are not interested in all those things. Put those things aside. We want to know how, what your life, how rich was your life towards everybody that you came into contact with. If it is one line, in fact, when you finish, listen, listen, when you finish, exchange your work. Don't exchange with your wife. I don't want family problems. When you finish, exchange with somebody. How many will exchange with somebody? Okay, pick somebody in this church right now and tell I'll exchange with you. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I say, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I said, pick somebody you exchange with. Sassy, who are you exchanging with? No, no, no. I said, don't exchange with your husband. <laughs> Find somebody. Exchange with Sandra. Hallelujah. Listen, it's time to impact our world. Your neighborhood must know that you live. They must know. I always say that they may not agree with what you believe in, but they respect you because you believe something. They respect you because you live for something. They will, they, will, they, will, they will allow you to impact them, even when they don't agree with you, because you stand for something. Hallelujah. But when you don't stand for anything, you don't impact anyone. You are here, you are there, you are everywhere. Very busy. But doing nothing. How many know what I'm talking about? You are, you are so busy moving around, moving around, but your life is not impacting anything or anyone. Listen, nobody promised us 80 years old. Nobody has promised us 75. Nobody has promised us 100. We can check out. You see, my friend woke up on Wednesday morning healthy like anyone by nine o'clock ten o'clock he had a stroke and was taken to the hospital so we're trying to what's happening what's happening what's happening what's happening by the time we finished what's happening we were told that he had died by five o'clock he woke up early healthy by five o'clock in the afternoon he was dead if somebody told him a year ago that that was his last year on earth, I'm sure he would have changed some things and sorted some things out. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, we're talking then, I, I called my, my other roommate and I said, like, listen, we have to stop eating some food. I just told him, I just told him that, listen, immediately, you see, when something happens, you start confessing yourself. Everybody starts, isn't it? They say when somebody's beard is burning, you find water and put it by your beard because you never know. Your, your beard might be the next one to catch fire. You know, so I said to him that we must change some our eating habits. Because, see, some, some parts of the world eating meat and drinking into the night is a sign of wealth, sign of accomplishment. Prosperity. 
You, you understand what I'm saying? And when you make it a lifestyle, you make it a lifestyle, it goes on, you're adding and adding and adding and adding and adding. You are clocking up your arteries until the blood can't flow anymore. And when the blood can't flow anymore, one day you wake up healthy, the next day, the next minute you are dead. And it becomes a shock. What happened? How did it happen? What? The watching was too much. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how we impact generation. Hallelujah. Some of us in this room, we must adopt some orphanages. The whole orphanage, take it. Change the name of the orphanage to your name. That's impacting your wealth. The day you are not dead, this, all these orphans will have your name. Now I'm making it practical so you can understand it. Take some children who have no parents and adopt them. Look after them. They don't have to live in your house. But you can adopt them. That's impacting somebody. Hallelujah. Build a church building in a place. This church exists because I came. 2,000 years after your death, your name will be on that church. We are sitting in a building that has Charles Wesley's name, John Wesley's name on. He's gone. We are not Methodist church but we are in a building that has his name. When we talk about 1,000 1, souls for God, why don't you join to impact that 1,000 souls? 1,000 souls means a lot more churches. If you want to live an, a life of impact, join that this um, campaign Become a pastor of a church. That is impacting them. How many are being impacted right now? Yeah. Somebody said that my life was going nowhere till I met you. And then you spoke some words into my life. And since then, my life has never been the same. Stand to your feet. Let's go. Home. 